Cheers to a great day and this ice-cold Corona. You know what would make this day even better? My grandma's carne asada. Or your grandma here with us, making carne asada. She does love a cold Corona. Throw in some dancing. Oh, we can watch the game. I'll drink to that. So a backyard concert with football, food, dancing, and Corona? And your grandma. Or we could keep it simple. Simple is good. Want a Corona? Thanks. Salud to the perfect day. Corona, la vida más fina. Get your Corona at ordercorona.com. Relax responsibly. Corona extra beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tears I see drop from your eyes. Tell me why you cry. Guilt I feel when you look at me. Did I let you down? Girl, it's in your eyes. I apologize. Dear God. Tell me what to do to get through to you. Girl, it's not the same. I know I was to blame. Tell me when we lie. See you smiling. All right. <laughs> well, I didn't know. I mean, I, I, I know what it is. I was just letting it finish. Oh, okay. All right. Just making sure you know this this time. <laughs> I was clear. Praise you the Lord. Seeing so committed to, to finishing. Listen, so I, I keep going. Let you, I know. <laughs> I could keep going. What's going on? Man, life, man. Life is happening. Yeah, it is. Uh, but that's what happens when you, you know, keep waking up. So, <laughs> uh, praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome back to another episode of Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. I'm Kia. I'm Jade. Yeah, man. And we are back to talk about adulting, the good, the bad, the ugly, the test, the trials, the twists, the turns, the taxes, and the terrible of being an adult <laughs> in the year of our Lord, 2018. And um, yeah, man, it's May. It's gonna be May. Oh my God. It's May. We are like just about... Well, 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 I guess I'm pleased to report that spring has finally come to work. Yeah, I um, I feel ways about it. What, like I'm grateful, I'm grateful, but my allergies are wilding. They are out of control right now. I feel like all things are in protest. Yeah. Of the state of our of our of our nation, of our society, of our world. I feel like 
all things that can be awful will be awful. Um, I think that the government put vibranium. I think some sort of terrorist got a hold of vibranium. I feel vibranium. like vibranium would make falling like not, wouldn't it improve? The condition? Make, no, I think that it makes things stronger. And so, therefore, they put vibranium in the pollen, and we are out here dying right now. They're trying to kill us with all. It'd be your own niggas. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that's how I'm feeling right now. It's out of control. All the cars are yellow. Every car is yellow. Yeah, I just feel like I'm just, that's frustrating because I said, I said on, um, I don't know, maybe Instagram or something. I just, it feels like, I'm just tired of this coating of snot on my car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It depresses me. It does. It depresses me. It's stressful, but we're here. We're back. Indeed. Totally, totally. Allergies and all. Um, any any news to report this week? How was your week? Anything? Nothing really needs to report. Last week kicked my butt. I had a really uh, serious week. All of those who Submitted proposals for the Ash Conference. Know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's what I was doing. Lots of writing, lots of stressing about writing. Uh, and you know, now I am, uh, trying to get caught up after writing and not necessarily focusing on things at work. So, you know, the stress continues, but that's what it means to be an adult, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I don't know what that sound is, but it often sounds like, I don't know. Wind. It sounds like wind. It is the it is the current sometimes of the electricity. And um, I try my best. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the current of the electricity? Yeah, sometimes it, it flows through the microphone. It goes through the cords and, and, and we get a gush of wind. No Pharrell. I didn't so, know that. Yeah, every once in a while I'll, I, I will have that. Uh, my week was, was also very busy and trying. Um, I have been asked to commit to a thousand dates for different food events. So I'm just trying to organize my life and figure it out and give responsible answers. That's what happens when you're popping. That's what happens when you ask for things and then they come to you. In droves. So, but I won't complain about it. Um, anyway, like Kia said, we are back for another week. We have a pretty lengthy and um, involved episode. So I guess we should just go ahead and jump right into it. Yeah, man, let's do it. Basura, basura, basura time. Mm-hmm. I guess before we get to uh, the legendary Met Gala, because there are so many outfits out there. Um, we can knock out some of the other trash that we have for the week. Okay. Uh, starting off with something positive. Centoya Brown has been yeah. granted clemency. Um, I did see that. Yes, I think it is wonderful. For those who don't know, Centoya um, killed the man who held her hostage as a sex slave, and she was convicted of murder, which is absolutely asinine, ridiculous, and Uh, heartbreaking and so she has just now been granted clemency which means she has the opportunity to gain her the freedom that she deserves to have um so i think that we should put our prayers and our positive thoughts out to centoya 
while she goes through um she's already been through enough so hopefully hopefully she will get all that she deserves to have now certainly certainly uh tia had her baby yes she did congratulations to tia and Corey hardrick they welcomed the baby girl uh and then jordan sparks also had her baby yeah, she did. It was on like a red carpet like an hour later or something. Yeah, crazy. about half an hour, half an hour later, she was on the red carpet, flat tummy and all. So I guess that we all need to invest in our flat tummy team. Just the uterus, just hanging all out to the bottom of her dress. <laughs> God bless her. <laughs> yes, God bless her and her baby. <laughs> um, so did you get to see some of the, the Met Gala outfits? I did. I saw the Mangala outfits. Um, I had, I don't really know, uh, like people to call them by name. Um, but I tried to keep up with the tweets as they came down my timeline. Um, I do have some faves. Yeah. Uh, the people who I, I, I don't know. Um, well, the Olsen twins look like they've been running for Jesus a long time. Yeah. For a really long time. They're about yeah. as old as Sicily, Auntie Sicily. I mean, honestly, they really do look like they were in school with Cicely Tyson. Somebody on the internet said they look like Willie Nelson, and I about lost every bit of like everything Jesus. that I had in me. I lost it. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I want to thank. Uh, Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. Jordan for just being themselves. Yes, of course. Um, Chadwick Boseman out here looking like a black pope. No, I mean he just looks <laughs> he just looked godly, and I just he did. I'm very grateful. Um, Michael B. Jordan in his uh in his very like his off white suit it was just tailored, and it fit his wonderful body very well. Um, who else? Uh, Daniel Kaluuya. <laughs> yes. I don't know whose pants he had on, but he I was also there. <laughs> he's he's um, like despicable me. I don't know what he was doing. Daniel Kaluuya. <laughs> I think my least favorite. My Daniel Kaluuya is probably my least favorite male. I want to say um, I have a few women who are my least favorite. Unfortunately, Kerry Washington. Didn't nail it today. <sighs> she didn't nail it today. Not today. She didn't she, nail it today. She, I think she was channeling Diana. I'm not sure. I don't um, know what was going on. I really don't. I have to say, as much as I don't think he's a good person, but he entertains me, Puffy and Cassie came. They came to the party ready. They came ready to go. I feel like we can always, we can't count on Cassie for much, but we can count on her to uh, look the to part. give us a look. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, Every single time. I mean, I'm not mad. I wasn't, I wasn't mad. I love Lena Waithe's look. Oh my God, um, and her rainbow cape. I love the fact that she was in a good lash. Yes, wasn't she? You better be laughing. Rihanna came out here looking regal. Rihanna won. Rihanna won the Met, the Met Gala as far as she I'm concerned. She always wins, though. Um, just looking like she was ready for convocation in the Church of God in Christ. I really, really uh, enjoyed her. Um, you know who came so classy? Tiffany. Who? Haddish? Yes. I didn't see her. 
she just Google real quick. Like she just Tiffany Haddish really came with all of the class that she has. Like she looked beautiful. She's a very she's a very cute girl. She is. J Lo always as always. She's she, otherworldly. Uh yeah. I don't Katy Perry came looking like the angel of white death. I don't really subscribe. Couldn't ignore those wings, but she looked like she was getting ready to suck somebody's soul. Um, I'm so glad Ashley I... Graham was mad tan. Oh, is that the, that's the chubby girl? I mean, the plus size girl. <laughs> yes, that's the plus size model. I mean, she's pretty. <laughs> she's a pretty girl. Yeah, she yeah. was. Uh, but she definitely got her spray tan on like like twenty minutes before the event for sure. Um, Cam Newton is still dressing like an asshole. And so I, just, I was not I don't a fan care. Look. I mean, I just Kim will always have a special place in my heart. I just don't need him to speak. I don't oh, want to ever. say anything. Yeah. No, ever. No, never. I don't want I actually don't 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 want to see him. Like I understand why you want to see him. I just don't want to see him. I don't want to hear him. He looks like an asshole. He sounds like an asshole. I can't really do it. I don't with know it. what he had on, but um an asshole outfit. Um Zendaya, Zendaya came looking like Kalisha from the Game of Thrones. I could have did without it. I could have did without she, it. She usually, I, I, she's, I think she's into the, uh, like the, the outfits that are like they're gonna really. I don't know what the theme was this year. The theme I, was like heavenly bodies and like Catholic imagination or something. Okay, so she definitely channeled her Catholic imagination. Uh, some, a lot of people sent me, uh, surprisingly, I was very surprised. People were like, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this religious theme. I'm like, this is not really a religious theme uh, for me. Um, but I don't mean no shade, but it's like, I don't know. Maybe I'm... No, it was like religious cosplay. Um, I was like, I don't even know. <laughs> like, Congratulations to 2 Chains and Keisha Ward. Oh yeah, that's what's up. I did see that. Yeah, he proposed. Um, <laughs> so one day, uh, if you follow the Freeish Media page on Instagram, they called the Migos, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> Shadrach. <laughs> I don't know if it's Shadrach. You Shadrach. said Shadrach. It's actually Shadrach. I don't know where the accent lies. There's no accent. <laughs> At all. Shadrach. Shadrach. Meshach. Mm-hmm. And Abednego. I wouldn't and do that I... to the three Hebrew boys, honestly. I mean, <laughs> I don't think that we should shade them. They didn't do anything <laughs> to be compared to they... Migos. <laughs> they came in their uh, outfits. I mean, um, looking like they aura. always look. <clears throat> yeah, gaudy. Cardi came. I saw Cardi. With Jeremy Scott dressed to like twinsies, uh, looking like pregnant royalty. I did see that. I did see that she and Nikki had a moment on the red carpet. Yes, Nicki Minaj was there. Um, <sighs> I mean, I guess hopefully there was an apology, but I I hope so or some love or whatever. Uh, Rita Ora is still stealing from people because she borrowed Solange's headpiece and put it on hers. I don't like. But no, there was some looks there. Wasn't she usually? Was I've heard. I, I think I saw today that she was recently dropped from Rock Na- Nation. <laughs> and she felt she felt discriminated against, and I was like, um, 
Uh, okay, sis. We don't care. We don't care. Cry your tears, girl. Girl, and let us swim in them. Have a vacation and a beach. Be along the beach and swim in your tears. We don't care. We do not uh, care. Yeah, man. I think. Yeah. Um. What else? Well, was those some, oh, Issa. Issa was, Issa was good. Yara Shahidi was looked good. Yara. Tracy Ellis always. Ross looked good. And all her pink. Um, but I wanted to close out our trash segment. So we really, it wasn't a lot of trash this segment, but I actually have one. Oh, what do you have? Well, it's more of kind of like a, a statement. I mean, it is trash. So I learned that food and wine magazine did a, a piece this weekend on the fried bologna sandwich. What? They have, they have sort of reimagined the fried bologna. They have gentrified the fried bologna sandwich. They have fancified it a bit, put some cheese on what? it and put it on like some fancy sourdough bread and they're presenting it as some culinary innovation that will be <laughs> like the answers to America's problems. What? And I, for one, am angry. Because I'm very upset. I just feel like we can't have nothing. And they didn't even do it right because they did not cut the slits in it. It was all bubbled up. See, you have this to cut what the slits in the middle so that do your bologna does not bubble. You got to do it right. You can't just be out here just gentrifying a bologna sandwich without paying a proper homage to the people. Did y'all even butter the bread? Like, Who did even you even cares? put that? I was just so bothered. Like, by Food and Wine magazine doing a feature on the fried bologna sandwich as if the fried bologna sandwich hasn't, hasn't been, you know, hasn't carried us over through the tough times. And I understand that we all, some of us have arrived and we have all evolved beyond bologna. I myself have not had a fried bologna sandwich in, in a good 15, 20 years. But if I get hungry. But now I want one. But if I get hungry enough, you know, I'm not saying that I'm too good. I, no. I will, however, say that, you know, I just, I feel ways about this, uh, this misappropriation of my culture. I feel like the bologna sandwich is, is, is you know, it belongs to us. And I just don't know how I feel about, you know, back to slavery just, when we didn't have nothing to eat. I mean, I just feel like I just feel like there are certain things that just didn't sit well with slavery. It didn't sit well with. I don't me. like it. I didn't like I it. I don't like and it. And I wanted to. Um, I just wanted to share that in case someone else saw it. Gabrielle Union was at the Met Gala, not looking like herself. Yeah, I saw. I saw that. Yeah, that's why I didn't put her on the list. Oh. She terrible as well, but um, she looks like also looks like death. She looks like she's getting ready to suck somebody's soul. She has, but those are other conversations. But in other non-trash, to close out our segment in a positive manner. Okay. Did you see Tracy Ellis Ross and Michelle Obama at the United States of Women's Summit? I saw pictures. I did not actually see the interview. Okay, let's watch the interview and then talk about it next week. I, I yeah. Okay, I'm sorry that I was just so behind. Nervous. I'm behind the game, but um, I did see. No, I did see it, and I was really excited to watch it. I think I have the YouTube video saved in my favorites, but I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet. No, it's been busy. So let's let's watch that so we can give it the proper due that it that it is worth. Um, but that's the close of the of the trash this segment all right this episode and 
all the trash there is. Besides, we have way too many graduates. So let's get to the getting. My sister's popping right now. Like. All right. It's our favorite portion of the year. Graduation announcements. Oh, yes. No wrinkled regalia season. Team typing fast. Hashtag all that, all that, all that. So we're going to try to keep them brief because there are plenty, plenty. Tons so and tons. Hear your full email. Just please know that we are just trying our best to truncate quickly and get through them as quickly as possible so that everybody can get their due. Mm-hmm. All right. Hello, Jaden Kia. My name is Kayla, and I wanted to shout out myself for graduating on May 5th, 2018 from Barry University with my Master of Clinical Uh, my master of clinical social work with a focus on psychological trauma. I'm excited to begin my work as a clinician and work with minorities that have experienced trauma. Thank you for doing the graduation announcements. It kept me motivated my last semester to finish out strong. P.S. You were right not to trust niggas named Ryan. I should have listened. Oh, yes, girl. (laughs) It's your life. Congratulations, Kayla. Congratulations, Kayla. We're proud of you. The next, um, the next email Comes from Mercedes, who's shouting out her uh, friend from high school, Naya. Um, she says she wrote in last year to shout out her good friend, Brooke, and her baby brother, Marcellus. This time she wants to shout out her good friend from high school, Naya or Nia. Hopefully I'm saying that right. She's graduating from UCLA with a master's in social work. Uh, she's watched her via Snapchat, thugging it out, trying to make it to the finish line. And she did it. Girl, I'm super proud of you. Just know that on the days you feel like no one is cheering you on, know that I am one of your biggest cheerleaders. You inspire me more than you know. Thank you, Jaden Kier, for everything y'all do. So thank you, Mercedes, for shouting out Naya. Naya, congratulations on getting your master's. Congratulations. All right. Uh, Good afternoon. I love listening to the show. I'd like to send a graduation shout out to one of my best friends, Dr. Jennifer Okpala. She graduated with her doctor of medicine degree on May 5th. She will start her family medicine residency on June in June. I'm so proud of her. She's the epitome of black girl magic. Sincerely, Natalie. Thank you so much, Natalie, for writing in. And congratulations, Dr. Akpala. Uh, we know that you are going to be doing big things out here. Yeah, man. Uh, congratulations, sis. The next email comes from Lakita. Lakita says, hey, Jade and Kia, y'all are my favorite aunties. She just graduated from Western Michigan University with a bachelor's degree in family studies. She graduated on April 28th. So congratulations to you, Lakita. We're proud of you, sis. Yes. Congratulations, Lakita. All right. So the next one comes from Samantha. She said, on to the graduation announcement. I have three friends who are graduating from Southern Adventist University, where I graduated from as well on May 6th. Uh, HD is graduating with a bachelor's in psychology. Elise is graduating with a bachelor's in math. And Cheryl is graduating with her nursing degree. All three of these ladies have persevered through many trials and tribulations throughout their college experience. And I cannot wait to cheer them on at graduation, no matter what they say about not cheering about individual people. So congratulations, to the graduates, Elise, HD, and Cheryl. And thank you so much, Samantha, for writing in. Absolutely. That's amazing. The next email comes from uh, Naya Wright. Naya says, thank y'all so much for the light and insight on this thing we call life on May the 11th. I will be graduating with my master's of social work from the University of Southern California. Hey, thank you both for the motivation to follow my dreams and get through all the ups and downs of this adulting thing. Can't wait to see y'all live when you decide to come to North Carolina. Love y'all. Naya. Congratulations to you, Naya, on getting your master's in social work from USC. Yes, congratulations. Doing it big. Mm -hmm. Greetings, Jade and Kia. 
On May 12th, I will be receiving my Bachelor of Art degree in English with a focus in African-American studies and a minor in philosophy from Tuskegee University. Come on, Airman. After graduation, I'll be traveling to China for a year to teach literature and communication at a university. Upon returning to the States, I've been accepted with full funding into grad school at North Carolina A&T to pursue a master's in English and African-American literature. God is truly good and listening to the show each week encourages me and so many other black students to keep pushing and reaching high. Be blessed. Congratulations, Jonathan, future Dr. Pulliam. Mm-hmm. You know that you are really actually doing very huge things out here and we're super proud of you. Absolutely. The next email comes from Cousin Brooke. Cousin Brooke says she would like to do a, gra- to do a graduation shout out to her amazing boyfriend, Kenny. He will be graduating on May 17th from King University in New Jersey with the Bachelor's of Arts in Psychology. It was not the traditional route for him when it came to college, but even with the many twists and turns that came in the path, his past, he prevailed. He doesn't see celebrating this moment as a big deal, but I want to celebrate him and recognize his hard work as much as possible. He deserves to be recognized for the hard work that he has put forth, especially because I don't think black men get enough shout outs for the great things that they do while working full time and going to school full time. This goal can finally be checked off his list. His master's degree is next. Hashtag team typing fast. And also, Cousin Brooks wanted to give herself a mini shout out because after graduating with her Master's of Arts in Counseling and Higher Education, she will be taking the journey to start law school in the fall at FAMI. She's asked to keep her in her prayers. And we are um, for the both for the hashtag team type of fast couple trying to make their way. Shout out to you, Cousin Brooke, and to your boyfriend, Kenny. Shout out to y'all. Congratulations, guys. It looks like we might need to take a trip down to FAMU because I know we are getting a lot of a lot of love from there. What's up, fam? Good afternoon, morning or evening, Jaden Kia. Let's, let's all the niggas pray his name. Yes. Uh, my name is Christopher. I'd like to send a graduation shout out to my cousin Angela, who will graduate on Saturday, May 5th from Miles College with her bachelor's degree in accounting. Angela is such an inspiration to me because seven years ago she lost her then 18-year-old son to brain cancer. Um, we are so sorry, Angela. Our condolences. It was hard for all of us, but she decided to go back to school and finish her degree while also working a full-time job to support her youngest son, who, side note, will be graduating Monday the 7th from Auburn University. Yes, mother and son graduating the same weekend. So, Angela, I love you. Keep shining light. Eric is smiling down on you and so proud of both you and Quinn. Love, Christopher. Thank you so much, Christopher, for highlighting Angela. Angela, congratulations. Um, You're doing amazing things in spite of all that you've dealt with. And congratulations also to your son, who is graduating as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I love it. The next email comes from uh, Billy Castle. Uh, uh, Billy says over the course of the past year, she and two of her now good, good girlfriends have each completed PhDs at the University of Louisville. They were brought together through a graduate student organization, which supports underrepresented graduate students. But uh, it brought us so much more. First is Dr. Jaleesa Clark, who graduates in May 2017 with a PhD in sociology and is currently a faculty member at Fayetteville State University. Uh, I, Dr. Billy Castle, graduated in August of 2017 with a PhD in public health and is currently a postdoc at the University of Louisville. Rounding out the crew of Black Girl Awesomeness that uh, took over the University of Louisville graduating Friday, May the 12th, is Dr. Kirsten Eccles, who will be starting as an assistant professor at the University of Pittsburgh in the fall. Uh, Billy says she would not have made it through the program without the support of these ladies. They've cried, fussed, prayed, challenged each other, listened to ideas, drunk wine uh, together, (laughs) but most of all supported each other through our respective journeys. It is so refreshing to be connected to such awesome black women 
who are making their marks in the fields with their edges moisturized and their skin moisturized as well. I love y'all for real. Um, thank you, uh, Dr. Castle. Shout out to Dr. Clark. And uh, finally, Dr. Eccles. Uh, shout out to you, lovely ladies of Team Typing Fast out here retaining each other. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. Um, I'm really excited about all the awesome work that you guys are doing. Please continue to use the Team Type of Fast hashtag and keep us in the loop with all the fantastic things that you guys are doing. Absolutely. Congratulations, guys. Hi, Jade and Kia. Thank you both for everything you do and provide weekly. My name's Chanel. I'd like to shout out some of my very best friends that are graduating on May 5th or graduated by the time you read this. Right. They've worked extremely hard and deserved all good things that have come and is coming to them. Love y'all for real. From Albany State, Quentin Matthews, a BA in psychology, Bruce Colvin II, Master of Public Administration, Nicolette Williams, Master of Business Administration, and Jatori Daniel, Master of Business Administration. From FAMU, Asia Love Cook, Doctor of Pharmacy, thanks for doing these shout outs. Thank you, Chanel, for writing in. Congratulations, Quentin, Bruce, Nicolette, Jatori, and Asia. Absolutely. Shout out to all of y'all, and shout out to you, Chanel, for this very truncated email. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the next email comes from uh, one Miss Glorious Mason. Glorious. Yes. <laughs> Glorious yes. Mason sent a huge congratulations to her sister who will be graduating with her medical assistance degree. She is a wife, mother of a wife and mother of three young children and a great daughter and my petty sister in crime. Also proud of her <laughs> for all of her accomplishments in getting this degree. Also, last May, she wanted to congratulate her cousins, Rachel Bing, who got her Master's of Education in Higher Education, and also hey. Victoria uh, Iwora, sorry if I'm saying that wrong, who got a Master's in Analytics. And last but not least, Glorious would like to pat herself on the back and give herself a you-go girl for graduating with her Master's in Business Administration. Uh, she also included uh, wonderful pictures of everyone in their regalia and every the, all of their robes and clothing are pressed and without wrinkles. So shout out to all of you. Yes. Uh, congratulations for all of your hard work. And I'm so excited to keep to continue to hear about all the great things that you guys are going to be doing. All of the glorious things. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Our next one comes from Crystal. Praise the Lord, niggas. Ten years ago, I received my Bachelor of Arts in Journalism. And she worked in some public relations. She hated it. The Lord delivered her. Yes, indeed. Um, and she followed the path God seemed to clearly lay out for her. She went to school to become a licensed vocational nurse, LVN. Five years later, here I am becoming an RN. Your podcast got me through this strenuous program as I listened <laughs> on my way to work, school, and clinical, placing myself at the kitchen table with you. Right on. She is a proud member of Team Typing Fast. Uh, so we want to give a huge shout out to Crystal. Uh, thank you so much for for supporting us in the podcast and congratulations to you. Yes, and she you. included some super cute pictures of herself yes. in her strobes. Absolutely. Congratulations to you, Crystal. Uh, the next email comes from Van Harris, who wants to say, hey, Jen and Kia, first want to say praise the Lord, niggas, because he is truly worthy of all the praise. Indeed, he is. Hey. Van Harris, in, uh, as of May 5th, will be graduating with a Bachelor of Arts in Behavioral Studies with an emphasis in psychology. Especially proud of this accomplishment because at one point I didn't think it would actually happen. It's placed on academic suspension in fall 2011 um, and had to sit out until the summer of 2015. And didn't uh, during that time, I would often feel like I never would make it out of dead-end jobs and feelings of being lost. Now that I have reached the end of my undergraduate career, I plan to further travel down this team type of fast road with the plans to start an online MBA program just two days after graduation. I truly feel that now living my life to the fullest potential and I'm truly um, 
grateful that God has given me this second chance. Thanks for the constant encouragement with your podcast through the many papers and the times where I wanted to give up. You both are truly heaven sent. Thank you, Dan. I really, really, really am proud of you for sticking it out through the obstacle. Yeah, man. Through every obstacle and challenge, everything that was set up in your way to sort of, uh, that was set up in your way to distract you from what you're doing. I'm really proud of you for persevering and for persisting um, to complete your degree. And welcome, man. Team Type of Fast is, is we out here. Keep us in the loop as you continue to progress through your MBA program. In full effect. Uh, greetings and salutations, praise the Lord, niggas. Mm-hmm. I would like to give a special shout out to my little brother, Joshua Malone. He's graduating Saturday, May 12th from Louisiana State University with his bachelor's in, in interdisciplinary studies with a concentration in psychology, sociology, and Spanish. He plans to get his master's degree this fall in criminal justice, joining the master's degree club with his two older sisters, Tina and Alexis. So proud of you, Josh. Hashtag no wrinkle regalia. Hashtag team type and fast. Hashtag black boy joy. P.S. Jade and Kia. I love y'all's Aww. podcast. Thank you for writing in Alexis and congratulations, baby brother Joshua. Absolutely. Keep shining. Uh, the next email comes from Candice. Candice says, praise the Lord niggas. I'm writing to give a special shout out to my cousin, a very hardworking and fantastic young woman by the name of Ashley Roberts. Ashley started by getting not one, but two degrees during her undergraduate studies at the University of Memphis. One in, one is a BA in, in English, specifically African-American literature, and the other is a BA in African-American studies. She then hopped on over to the University of South Carolina for her master's in higher education administration. And just yesterday, she finished making those pages clap after successfully defending her PhD at St. Louis University with distinction. Her studies and hey. research at SOU are also in higher education with a specific focus on HBCU administration. Ashley is the first person in our family to receive a doctorate degree, and we could not be more proud of her dedication, accomplishments, and the bright, bright future we know she has in store for her. She is truly our ancestors while this dream come true. Come true. Ashley was also recently awarded with the Community Leadership Award from the St. Louis yes. chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity. And because I know y'all love a good dress or outfit, she also included pictures of Ashley's dress because she had did that. Hashtag, yes, she did. Hashtag team type and fast. Hashtag first gen docs. Hashtag team fancy dresses. Shout out to <laughs> and shout out to you, Dr. Ashley Roberts. Um, and yeah, man, hit me up because uh, HBC administration, I'm working on something um, in that arena. So yeah, keep us posted and, and uh, let us know what you're doing on team type and fast because we want to keep in touch with you, sis. Hey, Jade and Kia, I just want to say I love the podcast. You guys give me something to listen to on the way to work and back home and even during the day. I wanted to do a major shout out to my little cousin, Paris, always trying uh, my best to shout out all the black owned businesses. His clothing brand is called Rage, the brand um, and the meaning of Rage is rise and grind every day. Please make sure you guys go check out his clothing line and support. You can also find his clothing on IG at Rage, the brand. Also, he's graduating with his bachelor's from Morgan State University on May 19th. Hashtag team type and fast. We out here. So congratulations to you, uh, Paris. And make sure you guys support him on Instagram at Rage the Brand. Love it. Uh, the next email comes from Sean Upshaw, who wanted to thank. Uh, we, we gave Dr. I think this is. This, yes, this is Dr. Upshaw from last week. He thanked us for the shout out last week. It brought all the smiles and joy to him and he appreciated it. And uh, he wanted to shout out other colleagues in his department who successfully defended their dissertations there at Howard yes. University as well. So a uh, big, huge mm-hmm. shout out to Alyssa Valentine, 
who passed with distinction. Jean-Louis uh, Tangbeb um, also uh, passed with distinction. Terry Marsh, PhD, Shirley Williams, PhD, and Bander Carmi, PhD. Shout out to all of these brilliant um, individuals and many congratulations to you all on completing your doctoral degrees. I'm super proud of you. Two type of fastest yes. out here. You hear me? They, like for sure, for sure. All the way. Hey, Felicia. Hey, hey Kia Jane. Hey, Fifi. <laughs> I hope your snacks are plentiful and your skin is popping. That's it. All the time. Thank you. That that, that means a lot to me. That was <laughs> sincere. Oh I want God. to share some graduation oh. announcements of some awesome Black women who are getting degrees at various levels of higher education because you know we love higher education over here, especially Kia. Yeah, I listed them below in list form as not to make this super long. So here's a big shout out to Dr. Tiffany w- uh, Wiggins, yes, who graduated ma'am. from Old Dominion University in December with her PhD in higher education. Uh, she's also working full time at being an amazing mother. So shout out to her. Sierra Crocker and Crystal Rawls. Sierra and Crystal both graduated from Old Dominion University this past weekend with their master's degrees in higher education. They were both my advisees and exceptional young women. Sierra also won the Outstanding Graduate Scholarship Award for the Higher Education Department at ODU. And then Pierce Bellamy. Pierce is graduating from Hampton University with her BA in psychology with the leadership studies minor. Pierce will uh, was accepted into six, yes, Come six on. PhD programs. Hey, as on. a graduating undergrad, six. She will be continuing her hashtag team type and fast status as she heads to the University of Florida Stunt. to pursue her PhD in counseling psychology. Stunt. All these women are amazing and are exemplars of ex- excellence in in scholarship. I wanted to highlight all of them because they show how black women are killing it at every mm-hmm. level of the higher education pipeline. Yeah, I am yeah. so happy to see this, yeah, like yeah. to support Kia and then to see so many other women that have, that she's been able to touch and like feel the need to share their stories. I just think it's beautiful. Y'all keep sending it. Thank you, Felicia, for writing in. Congratulations to all of these ladies. Um, we can't wait to see the amazing ways each one of them changes their respective fields with their brilliance and light. Love you both, and thank you for having a platform where we can celebrate our own. So you're right. That's um, what we focus on. Yes, uh, and shout out to Fifi. That's yes. my sister scholar. Um, she also wanted, she had one line in her email that I wanted to read because it is something that I'm working on for Team Type and Fast. It's going to be the next oh, round yes, of T-shirts. Uh, she says, um, these women have touched my life in various ways. I wanted to thank them for letting me be a part of their journeys as a Black woman faculty member. So often our students and mentees think we are just focused on retaining them. What they don't realize is that we are retaining each other. Freeze, Britt, and Turner, 2005. You know, we love yes. a citation. Um, yeah, I'm working on uh, the next round. Of work, uh, just got the proofs back from um, my designer. Shout out to Brandon. Um, <laughs> uh, Brandon. We are going to be having some, we, uh, we retain each other tees um, coming out on Team Type and Fast along with the guy that's not going to play you. So look out for that. Hopefully that'll be dropping in the next seven to ten days <laughs> if I can get my life together. But yeah, shout out to you, Felicia. Um, and shout out to all the ladies. Uh, Sierra, especially. Sierra helped me out with the project I found myself in. Uh, she uh, consulted with some, with some of my consulting work. I put an APB out and Felicia hooked me up with Sierra. She did an awesome job. So congratulations to you, Sierra. Congratulations, um, Sierra. The next email comes from Danielle. Danielle says that she is, I am Danielle Grimes, MHA, MSN, RN, won't he do it? And yes, I am writing will. this as a part of Team Type and Fast on Saturday, May the 12th. I will receive my second master's degree and I got a 4.0. 
This is hey. a master's degree. It's the master's in health administration from Webster University. I thank you both for blessing me with laughter in times when I wanted to scream, cry, and curse. Blessings and love, Danielle. Shout out to you, sis. Get out here. All these degrees. All the letters it, behind her name. All of it. All of them. She's going to have the whole alphabet. Hey, Jade and Kia, thank you for doing the graduation announcement segment and allowing us grads to celebrate our accomplishments. Last week, I graduated with my master's in education and mental health counseling, and I and I will be team typing fast as I will be starting a psych D program in counseling psychology this fall. I will definitely be tuning in every week for the solidarity and encouragement for my team typing fast family. And also, I'll be making a big move from Florida to Pittsburgh. Ooh. So please do a show in Pittsburgh. Cold, <laughs> honey. Pack your coat. Yes. But hashtag, I mean, hashtag team type and fast. Shout out to you, Jody Mitchell, uh, with your beautiful natural hair. <laughs> it is gorgeous. She included a, a picture of her in all of her regalia and her designed cap. Show you right. The next email comes from Tisha. Tisha says, greetings, cousins in my head. Uh, first of all, I want I love y'all and appreciate you sharing your experiences so we don't feel alone in this thing called adulting. Wanted to give a congratulatory... I can read, I promise. Wanted to give a congratulatory graduation shout out to her sister-in-law and favorite Trini Gyal, Kanisha hey. for graduating from the University of Texas at Tyler on May the 5th, 2017 with a master's degree in healthcare management. Not only has... Uh, uh, she completed a master's program. She did so with, while working a full-time job at MD Anderson, Kansas City in Houston, Texas, being a super mom of a one-and-a-half-year-old son and a three-year-old daughter, as well as being a loving, understanding, and supporting partner to my brother-in-law. So proud of you, sis. I know there's nothing but great things to come. Uh, love, Tisha. Yes. Shout out to you, Tisha, for writing in. And congratulations, Kanisha. Trinity Boone. <laughs> All right. Our next one comes from Miranda. Hi, Jade and Kia. My name's Miranda, and I'm so very excited to scream congratulations to my closest friends, more like my sisters. Sawazi, April Daniel, who will be receiving her master's in public administration from LSU on May 11th, and Brittany Austin, who received her master's in family health nursing with a concentration in family nurse practitioner from the Southern University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, this past December. The sky is the limit, ladies. Thank you, Miranda, for writing in and congratulations, Swazi and April. Um, you guys are out here doing it. I love to see the black girls rocking. Show you right. The next email comes from Michelle Coleman, who wants to give a shout out to her beautiful daughter, Maya, who will be graduating from high school next Thursday, May 17th from Northeast High School. She's a student in the Information Technology Academy program. And I'm surprised and excited since she accomplished this goal in just three years versus Oh, oh my goodness. She's graduating in her junior year junior year with honors with a GPA of 3.7. As a single mother, she has exceeded my expectations in her academic accomplishments. Maya's next chapter is to attend Barry University in Miami, Florida to study mass communications in the spring of 2019. Michelle, I saw your question and um, I will try my best to get you some resources as best I can. But if I don't, just send me a tweet or something. Okay, sis? Congratulations to Maya. Congratulations, Maya. Congratulations to you, mom, for doing that all by yourself. Yeah, for real, for real. Hey, Jade and Kia. 
Hakey and Jade. I was worried I'd never be able to get a shout out. I graduated in August. So as you can see, it was too late for June, June shout outs, but too early for December ones. Anyhow, I wanted to give myself a shout out as I graduated from the University of Cincinnati with my master's of science and marketing at 22 years old. I sometimes wondered if I was doing the right thing because it seemed everyone else around me was just living their best life. After the long sleepless nights, many tears and weekends full of work that never seemed to end. I'm so glad to have the opportunity to leave work at work. By the way, I love the show. It's the only podcast I can listen to without getting bored and quietly cackling at my desk in an office full of white people. Last thing, when is the Team Typing Fast merch going to be available so I can have my coins in order? It's available, (laughs) sis. It's there, Tyra. (laughs) You can get it right now, sis. Right now, you can get yourself a black team type and fast shirt, a white team type and fast shirt. You can get it centered. You can get it to the side with a pocket. Like, there's options options out here. Lots of options. (laughs) Um, Well, hopefully, like I said, we're going to get some more to you, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, shout out to you, sis. And for those who have been asking about um, about the getting grown and praise the Lord nigga shirts. Again, those are coming very, very soon. Key and I are getting our lives together. Mm-hmm. They are coming together. They are coming to you soon. Yeah, man. Um, the next shout out uh, is comes from Heather Taylor. Um, wanted to send a graduation shout out to her little sister Nandi. On Thursday, she is graduating from Georgia State with a Bachelor of Science in Psychology. My little sister is a special young woman seeking to make her impact on the world by helping others to develop positive relationships. She has always challenged the expectations of the world and sought to pave her own path, no matter how difficult the road appeared. I've always been her cheerleader, and this will always be the place of pride for me as her big sister. Thanks for including the pictures, Heather, and thank you so much. Um, I mean, I made your shout outs. I'm sorry. Major shout outs to your sister, Nandi. Yes. All right. And then our last one of the Holy day. God. We made it. Praise the Lord, <laughs> niggas. <laughs> I love it. keep being unapologetically black and continue to be a voice for our generation it is much appreciated we will certainly try now i want to give a shout out to myself for graduating with the bachelors of science in health information management from Rutgers university on may 13th it's taken me years to complete this dream of mine and now that the time has come it is very overwhelming between getting diagnosed with two autoimmune diseases lupus and fibromyalgia and working two full-time jobs, realizing this dream is a true testimony to what my God can do. I also want to give a shout out to my tribe for helping me throughout the years, but your girl made it. Next stop, graduate school for a master's in biomedical health informatics. Yes, shout out to you, Shaniqua. Um, and she included some super cute pictures of her. She better she pose on them. Pose, everything. Pose on pose. them. My girl did a rap you spot. You got a rap <laughs> spot in your regalia. That's just the only way. Shout out to you, Shaniqua. I'm so excited. This segment always gives me so much energy because I just love to hear about all the awesome things that you guys are doing. Um, and it's really, really all I've ever wanted to do is to have a place where we can come out here and, you know, make hard work and making these pages clap cool again <laughs> uh, you know we're yes. just out here trying to get this work done and it's not just limited to, to graduates and academics and, you know people like that it's graduation season now but I hope you guys you know remember that we shout out all kinds of people doing shout out to my sis people who are working on websites and books and people who are starting nonprofits and doing community service work so team typing fast yes. and, and all of that uh, you know Jay's on team typing fast I have lawyer friends yeah. on team typing fast it's not just limited 
to uh, the academics. It's really just about anybody who has work to do and is committed to, to doing the hell out of it. So again, graduation season is on and popping. Uh, we will be. Yes. Let me see some more of them culinary. Absolutely. We had one of those last week. So yeah, yeah keep them coming. Um, I also want to take this opportunity to, uh, to uh, reiterate, I guess, um, Team Type of Fest is doing a graduation makeover regalia photo shoot giveaway for the graduates. You can find all the information in my Instagram. There's a post there. Uh, all you need to do is like that post and, and, and friend uh, and like and follow the um, Team Type of Fest Facebook page and just send a paragraph um, uh, of, of why, you know, the graduate that you're nominating deserves to get a makeover and a photo shoot as a graduation gift from Team Type and Fast. And uh, we're going to select the winner and she can join us on June the 2nd to get her hair done and get her makeup done and to have her photos taken. We also just secured uh, a nail sponsor so you can get your nails done. And we also got some bundles for the girls as well from yes. <laughs> All Hair. It's going to sponsor some bundles for the makeover. So listen, you can sign up for free. It doesn't cost you anything. It does not. And it's not limited to college or graduate school graduates. High school graduates are also welcome to apply. Or if you're graduating from culinary school or some trade school, if you got your cosmetology license, whatever. Um, if you worked hard and you uh, completed uh, you know, your coursework and you've gotten your degree, um, you've met your go- metric, realized your goal. You are more than welcome to apply. Um, we just wanted to do something yes. to celebrate you guys in addition to do the shout outs on the show. So I'm hoping that we'll continue to get entries because they are already starting to roll in. So don't miss the bus kids. I think, I think we're going to be, um, I think the last day to apply is like May 23rd and we're going to announce on Memorial Day. So. Yeah, get your lives. Yeah, I'll make sure I repost it on my page as well, and we will re- and we'll post it on the Getting Grown um, Instagram page. As thank you well. so much. Oh, also, I you know Team Type and Fast Facebook page is is a precursor to the Team Type and Fast dot com website that I'm working on. So if you get a minute, please check out the page, follow us, like us. Oh, hopefully, we can uh you know get some community going there, so that when Team Type and Fast dot com is up and running and on and popping we can just transition the two um that way sound good sounds like a plan all right then let's get to this kitchen table though this week's episode of getting grown is brought to you by care of even when you try to maintain a healthy diet it can be hard to get all the nutrients your body needs for long-term health care of is a monthly subscription vitamin service made from effective quality ingredients that are personally tailored to your exact needs Their fun online quiz, which asks about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle choices, makes it really easy to figure out what vitamins and supplements you specifically need in just a few minutes. No more worrying about replacing multiple bottles when you run out because your subscription box includes 30-day supply of individually wrapped packets for easy grab-and-go, all for about 20% less than similar brands at local drug and health food stores. I love Care Of because the, the quiz was super simple. Um, they gave me everything I need. And literally, I grabbed the pack of vitamins. I'm able to take them throughout the day. I have the turmeric. I have tons of stuff that makes my body feel good. So for 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter the code GROWN. That's TakeCareOf.com and code G-R-O-W-N for 25% off your first month of personalized vitamins. 
All right, let's get to this kitchen table, man. It's time. We've got things to discuss. We've got business to attend to. It's time for us to get into uh, the book club for this this month. Um, as as promised, we are going to be talking about an American Marriage by Tyree Jones, um, the book that has been that snatched my edges about six weeks ago when I completed it, and I'm still my head is still reeling as I was getting prepared to talk about it this week. Um, and it seems like all of us have quite a bit to say because I tweeted a little bit earlier today about um, you know just kind of announcing that this is what we're going to be talking about. And several of you chimed in, giving us some talking points and questions and points of discussion. So I'm excited to get into the book. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, Tayari, I mean, An American Marriage is a story um, of a couple that is navigating um, their relationship after the husband is wrongfully incarcerated. And uh, well, well, he was incarcerated and wrongfully imprisoned I think for five years. Um, and the couple is navigating, um, what that, what that's like, uh, to experience that kind of trauma and how it affects or affected, uh, their marriage or relationship as to not, you know, totally spoil it. Um, so yeah. What were your initial thoughts of the book, sis? Well, I seem to like so I I was doing some research too uh beforehand but um one thing that I, I that really stood out to me that I noticed stood out to a lot of people is that there was no I didn't walk away feeling really? like like hate I hated anybody or that I loved anybody or that I loved anybody like I just felt like no like there were no villains but there were no there were no like heroes either that is fascinating because i honestly could fight just about each character in this book (laughs) well i mean it's just one of them things where it's like you could you could you could literally there's no favorite character i didn't have one favorite character in the entire book man i didn't have one favorite character either i just kind of hated them all (laughs) <laughs> they all had, they were all problematic in their own right. <laughs> they all had, but I think if I had to pick one who I hated the most, it would have to be Celestial. She was annoying. I would have to be Celestial because she was passive. She was, she was annoying. She was very <laughs> passive. And, um, I don't feel like she operated in her power as a woman. No, but she but she acted as if she a- operated in her power as a woman. She, she yes, indeed, and that was annoying to me because she carried herself with this kind of like air of I don't know the word that I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, she gave me like you know, bouge. Like she kind of you know, she gave me a little like I'm all that. Yeah. I- um, which is I mean I I can get behind confidence. I'm not at all. Um, I think everybody should have it. So I'm not saying that she shouldn't have had it, but I just felt like she carried herself as if she had it together and she was so strong and secure. But when it came down to making real decisions and opening her mouth and using her words like an adult, she cowered. She all the time. All, she she did. At least for me. The one thing that irritated me about Celestial is that she, or that I noticed, too. She didn't have no girlfriends. Mm-mm. She didn't have any girlfriends. And that, 
I thought that spoke kind of volumes about how she operated and who she, she was. Really did. She had one friend in the beginning when she was like, well, she mentioned, I don't know if it was really a friend, but she mentioned working in the restaurant when she was in graduate school mm-hmm. and there was another girl there. But you're right. She really did not have any, any, she didn't speak of any kind of like girlfriend, friend relationships. Um, she had a, a male best friend named Andre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, that's one of the things we'll get into because, you know, that, that whole like male best friend, I don't know. Someone raised a question on Twitter as to, uh, you know, how appropriate it is to have a boyfriend of the, uh, to have a best friend of the opposite gender when you're married and how, you know, what that's, what that's like. Somebody raised that question on Twitter, whether or not it was appropriate for her and Andre to, I don't want to say remain, I don't know, remain friends or I don't know. Um, there was some question around the nature of their relationship and how it changed. So, the thing about I have I have had a lot of close male friends. Um, I did not have as many after I got married, um, and it wasn't for any specific reason outside of you know just sometimes sometimes friendships just you know they don't happen to go that that way. But I do like I can think of my close friend Abe, who's like my brother, and I call him my brother. But it's not in this way that Celestial and Dre called each other brother and sister or how we're always seeing all these memes about uh, stop calling these niggas your brother when you're having sex with them. But I'm saying, I think this is what I'm saying, though, because there was, I think that's why, I mean, I don't want to put words in the person's mouth. I have to find the tweet. I don't, I want to give them credit. However, I will say that I have I have lots of male friends that mm-hmm. I call brothers. And I think there is a way that you can kind of be affectionate in a friendship that is appropriate. But um, you know Absolutely. Andre and Celestial like slept in the bed together. And I mean <laughs> Yo, it was like mad b- boundaries being crossed so, so like okay so Abe I'm gonna keep using Abe as an example Abe Abe when he would come into town because we never lived in the same place he would spend the night at my house but he would I would sleep mm-hmm. in my bed he would sleep on my couch you know what I'm saying like we never ever shared a bed uh we never you know it never there are certain lines and boundaries that are just there when you don't have that type of energy and it's like no Things like that are never, and now Abe is married, and I'm married, and we operate in a place of respect where you know I have incorporated mm-hmm. Abe into my life with with my partner. He's incorporated me into his life with his with his wife, and we you know we can hang out as a foursome. Not saying that that always happens that way, but that's how it happened for us. And it's a true, <laughs> true <laughs> brother sister relationship. <laughs> That where we've never, I, I never was yeah. walking around in Abe's college shirt. You know what I'm saying? Sleeping in his bed. And like, it's never been anything like that. So I, from the minute that I, like from when she first started, when I first read Literally. about Andrea, I was like, and oh, have been like, for years. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but I don't know. Adios, okay. Adios. I feel like we kind of jumped in. I don't, let's, you want to just get, uh, let's scale back and talk about, um, one of the, I guess I'll ask a question, right? Managing relationships when life happens. In this case, okay. it's wrongful incarceration, which unfortunately is a reality in the black community. So like given a history of like 
systemic racism mm-hmm. and like the history and legacy of, you know, systemic oppression in our country and the prison industrial complex. Um, did that color your read of the story? Did it make you perceive or relate to any of the characters in any specific way? Probably. I think it brought, it, it, it allowed me because let's not, I know. I don't want to jump. I know you keep jumping into things. So I don't want to jump into it too much, but I don't want to excuse the fact that Roy had some real fuckboy behavior. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some real problematic fuckboy behavior. But I think um, the problem with mass incarceration and uh, wrongful incarceration, um, I told you guys about a documentary that's airing on HBO and Vice uh, called Raising the System that I'm going to continue to advocate for because it's such a problem in this country. And we know that it targets our black and brown boys. Um, so I think because of my sympathy to to that and my empathy with that situation and, and my passion with that, it made me probably made Roy a little bit more palatable right. to deal with and feel sorry for him a little bit more because he was truly innocent in this situation. Absolutely. And I felt like, even though I don't like, I don't like Roy, I don't like Celestial. <laughs> um, right. Same. <laughs> I, I I can't agree Same. that I couldn't, I could see, I definitely felt like, you know, Roy was in an awful situation and I think it was through that situation, some of the other issues and things that he was dealing with uh, in his life and in his um, development and just kind of coming to know who he is and understand his story and how that shapes his behavior and all of that. I think that it was through that experience, all be it terrible and awful and unthinkable in many respects, mm-hmm. that some of these some of these he got some perspective that he probably never, ever would have gotten if he had this continued to have this cushy, you know, life in Atlanta being an up and coming middle class black. So yeah. I, I thought that I, I really liked that aspect of the book. And I, I think we often see these kinds of situations play out in in relationships and in, in people who are in, you know, I don't want to say lower income or have like, you know, in in different kind of social classes, but I I thought it was interesting to see, you know, how this affected a quote unquote kind of well-to-do kind of couple, especially for Celestial who came from money. Um, money. Right. And you know, what that, what, what, what that did for the story, what kind of complexity that added to the story specifically around this whole concept of, um, it for me, like throughout the book, I felt like we saw both Roy and Celestial, Celestial's parents, everyone really kind of struggling with this, with this pride or this kind of fear and worry mm-hmm. about how others perceive them and what it looked like. This whole notion of having to save face and kind of keep up appearances. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I it was interesting to see that kind of play out because that seemed to be a, a common factor throughout the book. If you think about, you know, I remember Celestial talking about when she w- when she was going to the prison to visit Roy and what that made her feel like and how mm-hmm. she felt like people were looking at her and perceiving her, um, and that despite what she was going there for, you know, that that almost outweighed the fact that she was going to see her husband, but she was like, you know, the mm-hmm. embarrassment uh, with that and. I mean, I think especially even outside of like a major trauma 
like, you know, someone being wrongfully accused of a, of a vicious crime, isn't that something that impacts all of our relationships and, and the ways, you know, that we operate within them? Like our, I can definitely think about times when I've done things, you know, cause I don't want that nigga thinking, or I, I don't want people thinking, um, right. Anything. So I thought that was interesting. It was, it, 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 it played a huge part in how they communicated with one another. And the thing is they both had it because like you said, they had, um, she talked about how she felt when she came to the prison and, you know, they laughed and joked about like the dress code and things like that. But she talked about how she felt, but then he, from his point of view, when he wrote to her, he was like, I remember seeing you sitting there looking mm-hmm. out of place, like mm-hmm. you don't belong. Um, and then there were several references made to, you know, her saying things like, um, you know, we read about these types of things, but, you know, we don't, we never thought they could happen to us. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like Roy was involved in this street lifestyle that, right. you know, where he could get caught up in event, you know, and it just kind of happened. And it's like, all right, now we got to deal with the consequences. This was truly a couple who, I mean, it's, it's even crazy the breakdown and how they ended up in the situation because, if you remember at the beginning, they, you know, she, you know, when, when his mother was offended that they weren't going to stay at the mm. house, mm. you know what I'm saying? So let's just immediately was like, no, 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 we can stay there. Cause she never wanted to do anything mm-hmm. to ruffle Olive's feathers because Olive was not a huge fan of hers. Um, and was super protective of Roy as well. But, uh, we see how, you know, Celestial, like, pushed and pushed like no we can stay here no it's fine we can stay here we can stay here and Mm -hmm, he was like mm -hmm. no we're gonna go and live our own life and it resulted in all of this right but that's getting off into something else but yeah (laughs) why do you think so like did you did you feel any way or give any thought to why uh tayari decided to name the book an american um i did i was trying to figure out where she was coming from when she did so um, and I thought, you know, it's just, it's just a, a description of, of, of where we live. Like we, we live in America where awful fucking right. shit is happening all of the time. Um, and even though our idea of a quote unquote American marriage or quote unquote normal marriage is husband and wife, children, you know what I'm saying? They go to work, they come home, they do what they're supposed to do. Unfortunately, that is not what a lot of us get to deal with, especially living uh, in a social and political climate where they Um, don't like us. You know what I'm saying? And we can't control what kind of circumstances they may try to put us in. So that's kind of where I, that's where I thought she was coming from with the title. What about you? I mean, I thought that, I mean, similarly, it was just like for me, like, almost a reality check because it's like you know mm-hmm. this could happen to any any one of us at any at any point you know this kind of like you said like we, we're living in a time where all it takes is one person to s- accuse you of something um and whether or not you did it just because of who you are and wh- what you look like and your identity you could be accused and and convicted um, and then, you know, 
this will play out in all of your relationships. So for me, it was kind of like I was having a conversation with Felicia earlier. She was telling me she was reading the book or listening to the book in preparation for listening to the show today. Uh Um, And, you know, we had a conversation kind of talking about like, as someone who's not married, it made me wonder, like, I I don't know if I've ever loved anybody that much. (laughs) It'll make you, it'll make you think. It, it, and, you know, it kind of gave me pause until like, okay, so you out here with these dudes and it's cute or whatever, but you really have to consider when you're committing to someone within a marriage, um, you know, these are the kinds of things that you will have to navigate through. And it could be, you know, you think about as a single person, it kind of really gave me some perspective into what are some of the things that I need to work on within myself um, or within the relationships that I find myself in uh, around, um, I don't want to say preparing for something like this, but this is actually something that is not far-fetched. It's not. Stuff happens in a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to be morbid, but I do think about that all the time. Even when you have to discuss things like life insurance mm-hmm. and, you know, it's just anytime your partner, you you never know what can happen. Adult and, things, and, right? Adult, adult things. things that you have to worry about. And so I did have the perspective from reading this book, especially with them being a normal everyday couple. You know, she's pursuing her, 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 her passions and her arts. I was like, well, that doesn't sound far off. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they... It, it did, it made me stop and think. And, and I'm like, this could happen to me as well. Like this could happen to us. And she said a lot of things. And I think that's one reason why I didn't end up really actually hating everybody. Like I didn't love them, but I didn't hate them because they said things that we would say as well. Like I remember her telling the story about um, how they had the, she was writing a letter to Roy and she said that they had the speaker who was uh, wrongly incarcerated um, speak alongside his accuser because I guess they both got saved or whatever and she spoke about that and she was like you know I wish I could remember the things that he was saying at the time we're just college students trying to figure out like why they have somebody like that coming to speak to us she's like and now look at the situation that we're in and so it's things like that where you know we go about our every everyday lives and you have to prepare for things to happen, but then at the same time, you're still living your life. And so when things like this do happen, it's, it's not, it, nobody can be prepared for it. Right. But it does make you think. <laughs> it definitely makes you think. It does make me think. It also makes me nervous. <laughs> it makes me very, That's very uh, uh, scared or hesitant. It's like you can't like rush into things. It made me think of like the nece- the work that's necessary before commitment, mm-hmm. the work that you have to do in in yourself to kind of that most people don't that do. most people don't do because we get caught up in the feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of just let those kind of just take us off into places without really giving thought to what some of the implications of those choices might be. And I know that that sounds so like cliche but I don't know I mean I think that there has to be some balance in how we come to these decisions right so like how much of it is a heart thing and how much of it is a head thing um because one of the things that that became 
so clear. It was like clearer and clearer to me is, is this notion of like, so for me, the story is about love and fidelity and faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get this feeling throughout the book that all the characters are not operating from a place of desire all the time. Like they're not, yeah. but it's more from like of, of this place of like duty. Like we do I things was the same because thing. we should, this sense of obligation. Yes. And I get that. And I, and I, I think that that was really, that really resonated with me because it made me think of like in dating, you're often told that you can't, like you come, there comes, we all, when we're younger, when we're 23, we have these lists of things that we really want in a dude. And, you know, he's got to have all of these qualities and characteristics. And as you get older, your list continues to get smaller and smaller. And I feel like I've had conversations with older women who have shared, said things like, you know, at some point you just say, this is a good man. Like, like, and waited to exhale. This is a good man, Savannah. This is a good man. And it made me think of like, how much is it like, am I doing this because I really want to, or am I doing this because I feel like I should based on the circumstances? Cause I right. felt like there was so much of that throughout the book. This everyone kind of operating from like, this is the right thing to do. Right. Even when that thing, that quote unquote right thing is in conflict with what I'm feeling. Because Celestial always gave me. She never gave me a full place of sincerity. She always felt, I always felt like she was not, like all her cards were never on the table. She always had. She was always, there was always a disconnect. There was always a disconnect there. And I thought it was just me, but I was like, why is there this tone? It's like the things that she's saying, she's saying them as if she is a robot. Like she's saying that, and I'm not saying that I don't think that she meant them because I do think that she loved Roy but like I think I do think it was out of a place of duty yeah. and a place of this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And even though she pretended to come off as this feminist who had her own, you know, I do this and I do that. And, you know, I'm doing this for myself and blah, 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 blah. I still always felt a tone of duty and a, to- a to- like there was like a lack of some sort of connect there. And I think to answer your question, just <clears throat> being in a relationship. Being a good man is a huge is is a huge plus. (laughs) Let's not like it's important because fuck niggas are a problem. Like they are they are a disease. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's an epidemic and it's a disease. So to have a good man like that is a huge component. But to also have that true love and sincerity and that true desire to want to be there and be with that person and do things with that person. That is also a huge, a huge component. And both of those play a very equal and real part in a successful relationship. Totally. And because I'm like, if the desire is not there, I have been in a relationship where the desire is not there the way that, you know, the way that I see it now. And I'm able to go back and retrospect and be like, yo, that's not where it was at. You know what I'm saying? Like where I'm, where I'm at is where I feel like I'm supposed to be because I want to be with this person, but it also helps yeah. <laughs> that this person is a good man, is a good person. So, and does what he's supposed to do. And I think both of those play a very, a very real and equal part in a, in a relationship. I think one of my, one of the, the, 
the, I don't want to say favorite <laughs> quotes, because again, every time I felt like I rolled my eyes after every celestial chapter, I was just like, Ugh. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like, but one of the things that she said, actually, she quoted something that her mother said. So I thought that was really interesting, too, because when we learn more about how her mother and father got together, mm-hmm. um, I feel like that also added another layer. But she said her mother said, love is the enemy of sound judgment. And occasionally this is in service of the good. So she, I, she, so essentially, like, <laughs> so it was just like, okay, okay, okay. So... I don't know. It just goes back to that whole like compromise thing, right? So it's like not compromise really, but just kind of like the balance, right? So letting your heart lead versus letting your your mind lead. But I often feel like whatever decision you make, you're going to have to live with the con- the consequences of it. So it's almost like it's between a rock and a hard place, honestly. Like it's between a rock and a hard place, and I know there's so many quotes out there about you know the including the Bible about the heart being deceptive and this that and the third. But I'm like, well, then why do we feel with it? <laughs> <laughs> then why? Then, then sure. why? What you know? Why is it so huge? Why is it such a? I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. I just think that there needs to be some common sense that comes into play along with loving somebody. Um, and understanding, like you said, that there are all, always going to be consequences to to actions, uh, and no matter what you choose to do. And I think it's super boring to just live by a life where you're just everything just has to, you know, it's just it's we are doing exactly what we are supposed to be doing because there's no passion. There's there. no passion there. Um, but also, I don't know. I just feel like there's so much risk. <laughs> And that's what scares me to death because there is a lot there's of risk. so much risk. And I think that that's what, like I said, it's just, it's just like, oh, my God. Like, that's what it's, it's, it's <laughs> like as someone who is dealing with and working through her own control issues. Right. I feel like mm-hmm. there is such a big part of me where that uncertainty and that unknown drives me bananas because it's like you have to have a level of trust there not only in your partner but in yourself and that I just feel like that's just so much pressure so I like to keep my head engaged I like to keep my head engaged because I feel like then that's like the checks and balance system for my heart and maybe I'm just mm-hmm. I'm crazy because <laughs> I I do feel like you got to have you got to have a little bit of both because without it it's like hedonism like we can't just be out here just you know living by our impulses. No, we can't. Um, you can't live by your impulses, which I feel like what's the what a lot of us do all the the whole time. That she lived by I her I felt impulses. like she, that she yes. yes, she let her heart drive the car all the time. And Every time. I mean, I think it's, it's good to be in tune with what your heart wants, but you also have to remember the responsibility that goes behind the decisions that you make. And I'm not saying that she couldn't do what she wanted to do, but wanted to do, but I just always felt like her responsibility was to be honest because at the, at, and you can, because at that point when you're honest, Everyone else involved is then responsible 
they're, they're, you know, they share the responsibility with you. Well, that's the thing. Celestia was a spoiled brat. Like she, she, she was spoiled. She literally got everything that she ever needed in life. She never had to want for anything, including, including having to work in a, in a field that she doesn't want to work in. Like she was able to do what she was passionate about her entire life. She got everything that she needed her whole life, even through this horrible um, situation that was did that didn't have to happen, that did not have to be. Even through this, it was made easier on her because there were things she didn't have to worry about that other women have to worry about: legal counsel, uh, money mm-hmm. for legal mm-hmm. counsel, um, how to support herself once her partner is locked away uh, or locked up. You know. She didn't have to ever worry about any of those things. Yeah. Um, And I think that also is a huge component in how she operated, you know, because she never had to worry about those things. And it's it would not necessarily be the same situation for somebody who. You know, we we'd have to be in in a different in, in a different we'd have to be like really in. You know what I'm saying? If Tristan got locked up tomorrow. My life would be in a frenzy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't have somebody to pay for legal counsel for me. I don't have any of that. That's fair. And I mean, that brings in the whole conversation of class and how that and how right. and how that's such a huge factor and how we engage with this, which I feel like is so big uh, in a in an that kind of speaks to the American marriage concept behind the book. Mm-hmm. Um there's a lot to unpack here because I, I also want to get into parents. We talked a little bit about Celestial's mom. Um, I want to get into Roy's parental situation um, with his yes. dads <laughs> and, um, you know, <laughs> all of that. So, so yeah, I don't know. We are, we have we the graduation announcements. I don't want to make the um, episode super duper long. I do want to... Maybe we should revisit this next week if you think, or I don't know. I, I want you yeah, guys absolutely. to weigh in. Um, I know that the book club episodes, we're still navigating and learning how to do them efficiently and make the conversation, you know, like how can we present it in a way that makes the most sense for all listeners? Um, hoping that this will inspire you to read the book if you haven't, because it's a really, 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 really good we read. And we're going to talk about it more next yes. week because. I don't know. There's just so many layers. There's so many things to discuss. There's so many things to unpack. Um, and I think it's important for us to read as black women, especially. Yes. That's really what we want to promote with the book club is, is getting, and, and it's such a self care type of situation for you to be able to sit back and like, mm-hmm. just taking a story, you know what I'm saying? Just taking, just taking something else for a little bit. That's not TV. And you have to always use your imagination. And I love reading. Cause I see this, I see the characters, like I see things happening. Um, but there is so yeah. much to unpack with this book. Uh, so like Kia said, we hope that this motivates you to pick it up. You have another week to get into it's it. It's also if available on audio books. Um, and that, and that's also, yes. a lot of people are saying that it's, you know, that's just as juicy as reading it. Yeah, the audiobook is great. I actually have the audiobook and the hard copy. So um you guys can get you can get it 
you know, you can get a digital copy, you can get an audio book, or you can go get a hardback copy at your local bookstore. But we're going to get more into the conversation yeah. of Andre, yeah, of yeah, the yeah, parents. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get into more of that next week for sure, because there's, there's so a much. lot to talk about. So, yeah, hopefully weigh in. Um, continue to send in your questions or things you want to talk about. Hit us up in the comments um, here on uh, iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you listen to this. You can also chime in on our Facebook page or on Twitter. Y'all know how to reach us. So yeah, let's get into American marriage. Shout out to uh, Miss Tayari, Miss Tayari Jones. So many people, I guess, have been um, mentioning her or adding her in their tweets about the book for the Getting Grown Book Club. I got a DM from her, um, and you know, she was nice. really excited that we were reading the book. She, she, we, I laughed. We had, to, we shared a laugh because she was like, you know, I'm really old and I'm, I'm already grown, not getting grown. So I didn't even know how DMs work. And she was like, I didn't even know that I could do this. <laughs> so shout out to you, Miss Jones. This book is amazing. I know she's made, uh, she's out on the road doing all kinds of talks and stuff, but she's an award winning, um, author and just a phenomenal storyteller. So I just wanted to acknowledge her as well and hope. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, thank you. Um, but yeah, we're going to get into, and uh, we're going to try to finish out the show. But yeah, please, please come back and join us next week and chime in. Let us know what else we need to cover around the kitchen table. Yes. So we will talk about an American marriage next week, but let's move on to the honesty box. Let's do it. Honestly. Truly. Honestly and truly, truly and honestly. Hey, Kia and Jade, just call me Angela. I'm so disturbed. Okay. I hope I can even get this letter typed. Oh, Jesus. Oh, bless your heart. In 2010, I was newly divorced and I was in a new city without a dime to my name. My children and I were living in a homeless shelter for about a year when a coworker of mine invented, invited me to her brother's birthday party. Reluctantly, I went. I met this uh, Ghanaian man whose first words to me were, I see us spending the rest of our lives together. I told him that I just left crazy and I didn't have time to entertain foolishness. Long story short, eventually we started talking about three months in to just casual conversations on the phone. In a few dates, he found out that I lived in the shelter. He immediately went into action. This man brought me a car, gave me money for a place, furniture and food all in one month. To say he looked out would be an understatement. As I continued to get on my feet, I found that he was undocumented. I asked him what were his plans and he talked about wanting to join the army um, and later become a police officer. A short time after that, I sat him down and told him that one hand washed the other. And because he helped me, I wanted to help him. So I asked him if he wanted to have a contract marriage. He said yes, but he loved me from the moment he saw me and wanted this to be for real. I told him that I wasn't ready for that kind of commitment, but we can give it two years and see how things go. If it works out, cool. If not, no love lost. So mid-2011, we got married. Now more than that, a few days after Christmas, uh, he up and said he was going to visit his family. He didn't ask how I felt about it, nor if I wanted to go, but I didn't trip. He called a few days later saying that his family wasn't going to let him come back. I was like, what do you mean not let you? He kept saying it jokingly, and I was seriously telling him that's nothing to play about and that he needed to tell me exactly what he when he'd return. He never did say, and every time he'd call, he'd say that they wouldn't let him come home. Meanwhile, I had a woman checking for me at the job. I wasn't feeding into her at first, but after all of this, I was like, he is out there doing him. I'm about to do me. No okay. love for us. Needless to say, he came back and found out about my girlfriend and was genuinely hurt. I told him that he was playing with my feelings and I wasn't waiting around for him to get his shit together. 
I also told him that he could leave and hit me up in two years' time to sign the divorce papers and go in peace. He begged and pleaded with me for us to give this marriage an honest try. I told him that if he wasn't going to be able to forgive me for seeing a woman to forget it, he said that he was able to move past that. So now here we are seven years later, and he tells me that he wants out because he's got trust issues and that he never got over seeing a woman all those years, got over me seeing a woman all those years ago. Mind you, in all that time, there hadn't been any other affairs, not one, not one in my DMs, nothing. But he has trust issues. He told me that and up and left to London for two months, came home and is now gone again. Now I'm writing to you all, wondering how I can put my life together. The pieces of my heart are shattered into pieces so small I can't even see them. Seven years of what I thought were happy years, no major arguments, no real money issues, nothing out of the normal day-to-day living and building with my life partner. We've been to one marriage therapy session and he told me that there that he didn't want to continue the marriage. I keep asking him how we can work this out and he's just done with it. I feel like Angela Bassett and waiting to excel. To say that I'm stunned is an understatement. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Woo. Oh, man. You want to take a stab at that? I don't. I don't know what to say. Angela, girl. Angela is asking us how does she move forward with a broken heart? Yeah. She's crooning Al Green. How can you mend a broken heart? It's, um, that's not really, that's not really a hard and fast type of situation. Like, uh, you, first of all, this is a super complicated situation. There's so much here to unpack. Like, Um, I feel like I, I I just read two novels. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like I have enough life experience to have an opinion. (laughs) No, I feel like I read an American marriage and American marriage part two. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so not making fun of you i'm just that that is a lot okay that is a that is a very complicated and involved relationship um with a lot of complicated history uh and i'm i'm assuming from the seven years that you after you guys decided to to try this that those were the happy years that's what i'm i'm that's what i'm taking from that um, I I don't I don't know what to tell you. I uh, I feel really bad. Um, Angela. Okay, so, but wait, back up. Did she say that she, she decided to end the relationship? No, he. But, she said he did. He did not want to be in the relationship any longer. She said she she. Once upon a time, they uh, she did not want to be in the. She wanted it to be strictly contractual, and then I guess when he came back from when he disappeared to Ghana uh, for some time, I guess she did not want to be in a relationship, and he begged her, and then they said they were going to give their marriage an honest try, and then seven years after that, they were together in an honest marriage. Uh, and from there, he said he didn't want to be with her anymore. He could never get over the trust issues of when she dated a woman back in the day. Well, um, I mean, what didn't he like ghost? Right. So it's like, at the, are like, do you? I know that you have history with this man, but obviously he's not putting 
the same. And I'm not telling you that you don't have any right or any, no, because you have every right to be hurt. Like once you all decided that you were going to have a legitimate relationship and you both were giving your 100% and you're saying that you never cheated, you never teetered the line of cheating or any of that. I can fully understand why you're distraught right now. But at the same time, trying to put things into perspective, if he's able to just up after seven years, be like, I don't want to do this no more. Even when you're in couples therapies, like, I don't want to do this no more. And then he bounces and goes to another country. He goes to London. Like, yeah, girl, I don't know. I just don't feel like this is, I understand that you're hurt. I feel like that's totally fair for you to be hurt. I don't want you to, I don't know. I feel bad because I feel like I'm not giving good, good advice, but this is yeah i just don't want you to it's because it's so because it's so much to this i don't want you to put so much into him and too much thought and too much too much into him because he's not putting that into you and you have other things to worry about you know what i'm saying you said you have children did she say that or did i make that up i don't know i don't think I don't oh, know. No, no, I think I completely made that up, actually. But whatever, you have history, and that's understandable. You have history with him. But he is not placing that same value on that history that he has with you. And if he's able to hold something over your head for seven years that you've never been involved with again, like, for the, like first of all, you were in a relationship with, you ended up getting in a relationship with somebody because he bounced the first time and was playing games about when he was going to come back. So that's not cool. You don't do that to somebody that you love. You don't hold things like that over somebody's head. And then on top of that, you decided that you were going to be in a committed relationship. You never did anything and he still bounced again. So now it's time for you to bounce back. I don't care for the double standard here because I feel like he is at liberty to go and come and go as he pleases. As he he does whatever he wants. When you decide that you want to make a choice and he wants to hold that against you. Um, so that's nothing but pride, pride and ego. You can't get over the fact that you were with a woman and that's, that, that's another issue in itself. Uh, aside from that, this man has a pattern of just up and leaving your life. Um, so I don't know. I think going forward, that's the precedent that he set. So I almost want to say, I understand you're hurt and I understand that this is, something that you didn't plan to be in, but you find yourself in and now you're having to navigate another transition, but, um, children. What? He does have children. Yeah. So uh, that's another thing you gotta, you gotta offer some kind of stability for your kids. You know what I'm saying? They've already had, cause you talked about living in a shelter and thing. And I know those are things that you can't control, but, with with them already having some unstable circumstances that have happened in their lives, they need a level of stability. And so therefore you can't allow somebody like that to have control of your life because then it's going to run and control the lives of your children and the outcome with them. So you've got to bounce back if, if not even just for yourself, for them as well. You know what I'm saying? So sorry, Angela, I don't know how helpful this was or is. Mm-mm. But um, yeah, I try. We hope you find some kind of peace. If anything, we hope you find some kind of peace in in all of this, in all of this that's going on, and find some kind of stability in all of this that's going on, because that's a lot. 
Absolutely. We'll be praying for you, sis. Let's move on to the petty peeves because that is heavy. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. All right, it's time to put your petty on parade and my petty is on the ready. All right. Um, I, I just want to say this. I'm not going to be before you long. I, I, I don't understand bicyclists and why they don't have, I feel like there should be separate streets for people who ride bicycles. Um, and I'm bothered (laughs) by the gall and the audacity of most people who ride bikes, especially during the morning commute. Um, because you would think that they have four wheels the way that they just be in the street. I mean, it just baffles me every day, like every single day it baffles me. And I said aloud and I said, if I, if I ever go to jail, I do believe it will be for vehicular manslaughter because (laughs) I visualize those biceps. I said, I was talking to my best friend on the phone while I was leaving work today because one of the traffic lights were out. So like, you know, the yellow light was blinking. So, you know, in that case, in those cases, the the stoplight, you know, it's like a stop sign. So it's like a four way stop. Right. Right. And, you know, the cars are all abiding by that rule. It's the bikes, the bikes that are just doing what they want to do. So I'm going straight um, up the street. There's a car that's coming like across. I mean, a bike that's coming like across. And I have the right of way. I'm going. And the bike just darts out in front of me. And I actually rolled down my window and was like, sir, I don't really know if you realize that if I were to hit you with this car, you would be dead. Like... I don't know what <laughs> what kind of force you feel is surrounding you that you won't like you are above getting hit if you put yourself in the way of my vehicle. Like you I mean, they, I I was mm-mm. floored. I was floored. And I'm like, you you understand, like, you're not surrounded by like steel like the rest of us. Like, it's just you out here on these two wheels. And me and my Honda Accord will send you across 16th street you out here acting like you just got it you just got the right away and you don't my guy you don't they don't with their like arms i don't care about your signals like you just got to get out of my way you got to get out of my way you got to get out of my way and the thing about it is what irritates me is that i try to be courteous to like when they have an actual bike lane I'm like, you know what? I didn't make the bike lane. So as irritated as I am about it, and as much as I believe that it's causing traffic, I'm going to be respectful of it for those who choose to, 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 uh, you know, uh, uh, oh God, why can't I think of the word for those who, who, who like to go from on their bikes, that's how they transport themselves. I'm not going to judge you. I am judging you for being entitled 
They are an entitled people. They bring their bikes on the trains. They bring them in the elevators. And then they ride the, ride them like assholes on the streets. And I'm tired of it. Yeah, man. I can hit you and end your whole I life right now. You will be dead. And I don't want to do Sir. that. I don't want to do that. But you out here wilding on these two because wheels. Because your guy's out here about to be a speed bump. You understand what I'm saying? A bump bump. <laughs> a boop, oop, oop. And I, listen, underneath all four wheels of this car is what you'll be if you don't get out of my way. And I understand that there are pe- like there are people who really try to be respectful of bikers. And there are also people or bicyclists. And there are also people who drive like real assholes and they are not respectful of bicyclists. But we must be respectful of each other. We must see each other. This can't. Yeah, that's my petty peeve. I'm annoyed. My petty peeve. So I have recently started getting my nails done again for a very, very brief time in in history. Um, it's just a moment in time. But my petty peeve are for those who decide that they want to go ham with the Emery board uh, when she's trying when trying to make a shape. That hurts. You're so, hurting me. With this the lady, file? The lady, yeah, so she was wild, thing. fam. You she have to tell her to kind of like, she has to like buff it. Like you rub two foul emery boards together and that softens the edges mm-hmm. so she doesn't rip your skin all to pieces. She was wilding out here. I fucked up my thumb. She was just out here living real reckless with the emery board. And so I just want. The, the ladies in the nail shop to please, please, please be mindful of being gentle when dealing with people's hands. And also, if anybody knows of a wonderful, preferably black nail artist in New York, uh, preferably in Brooklyn, feel free to send them my way. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm on a mission. I made a commitment this year to have an all black girl squad. So I had nine house. I now have, you know, a black woman esthetician. I have a black woman hairstylist. I have a black woman nail tech. Um, yep. I also have a black woman eyebrow specialist, a black woman barber, uh, a waxist. You got to have the right people on your squad. And, um, and we know and we know Absolutely. each other you know what i'm saying and we know we know what we need so i have a black obgyn i have a black dentist i have a black dermatologist mm-hmm. um i am looking for a black nail artist so if you know somebody in the brooklyn area or in the new york city area please feel free to shout them out um but that is another episode of getting grown thank you for listening uh, we know that our energy is lower this week. <laughs> Again, part of adulting is just being tired and we had a lot to cover, but we're super excited to continue the conversation about an American marriage next week. I know I am because it's such a good read and I really, really want as many people to get into it as possible. Fantastic. Yes, ladies. Yes, gents. Yes, cats. Yes, dogs. Yes, cheeseburgers and fries. We are so excited to, um, um, you know, hang out with you guys again this uh this week and we're looking forward to next week's conversation and we're excited to read all of the comments and and tweets and feedback that you guys are going to give us so we can keep the conversation about american marriage going 
Um, yeah, that's it, sis, right? That's it. So in the meantime, drink your water. Mm-hmm. Mind your business and moisturize. Why? Because your black will crack if it is dry. Correct. Bye. Goodbye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.